0: Welcome to the Mesa Chamber of Commerce Inside Business Podcast. My name is Sally Harrison, and I'm the CEO of the Mesa Chamber of Commerce. Today, we're in the University of Phoenix podcast studio, and joining me as today's guest is Larry Young. (laughs) Welcome back, Larry. Thank you, Sally. Well, we appreciate you being here and bringing in all the tips that you do, and um, obviously, we want to talk about your book, Walk the Sales Plank, which if people haven't got it, they should go on Amazon. It's easy to order. Um, We appreciate you coming back because you do have a lot of information to share. Uh, Last time you were here, we spoke about how you coach leaders to success, but let's talk a bit about some of your experience in leading teams.
1: Perfect. Sounds good.
0: We got a lot to cover today. Okay. You rose to a market president at a very young age and continue to have success. You talked last time about growing people to grow market share, but what are a few things you did well that gave you success?
1: Yeah, I think there's a number. I mean, I, I'll, I always give credit to the team first, you know, because they're the ones that made me look better than I deserve.
0: If you don't have a team, you're alone. That's right. right. You can't, can't do as much.
1: Absolutely. One of the things that uh, when I, when I look back that I think made a big difference when we were growing markets and applicable for anybody in business or leading mm-hmm. is that I really had created a uniform message through and throughout the organization. So I was doing some, I'll give you an example. I was doing some coaching for some nonprofits uh, not that long ago. And one of the things I asked a nonprofit executive is I said, what would happen if I wrote you a check for $50,000 today? What would you do with it? And, of course, when she picked herself up out of her check, (laughs) the the question I was asking her was, what exactly would you do? What check would you write? And what impact would that be? I mean, what Mm -hmm. would that money really do? And so, of course, she had an answer for it once she picked herself up, jokingly. (laughs) But then I asked her a question that really challenged her, and it was this. I said, if I pulled each one of your board members into a room alone, and ask them the same question, would they give the same answer, to which she knew they yeah. would not. So how do you really create an organization that's going in the same direction when not everybody's singing from the same hymnal, if mm-hmm. you will? So one of the things I did right away is I had that, that, that real difference. So it's defining who we are, what we stand for, and what our organization was different at. And so I jokingly, I was I was golfing. We had a we had a men's night back in one of the markets I was used to manage, mm-hmm. and we were sitting there golfing. When somebody asked me, they said, "Larry, what what is it so different with your organization versus the other seven in town that do the same thing?" And so I rattled off my answer, uh-huh. and he looked at me. He says, "You know, I just golfed with one of your bankers three weeks ago, and they said the same exact thing." Huh? And that's when you nice. know that you have that. That, that that power in the right. entire organization working towards betterment of customers that's really yeah
0: that's really good news because not everybody would do that if you ask like you you know your board members that's right not everybody's going to have the same answers. well it's a
1: great sally it's a great exercise to do with your team in mm-hmm. the next team meeting is to sit down and define what is it that we really stand for and what does that look like and get yep. everybody saying the same thing
0: i like it what is one of the best leadership tips that you've received over the years? I'm sure there's been a lot.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. I'll, I'll actually give you two. One quick one is I always like the uh, idea of inspect what you expect. You know, being able to go in and analyze. If you ask somebody to do something or you're holding them accountable or mm-hmm. something, to always inspect that. It's the idea of the fortunes and the follow-up. I've always loved that one. But the one that actually changed the tip that I got it was more of a question that changed my leadership forever and it 'll change your listeners. I was at a time when things weren 't going well. I was you know they <laughs> everybody has a time yeah, like I mean, that right it 's a tough year and that mm-hmm. type of thing, and i 'm working harder. You know how we as leaders instead of working smarter, we just work harder you know so our thought is. That, that we'll just continue to do the things we've always done. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the biggest killers of, of success for, in leadership is success itself. We become complacent. Mm-hmm. So I go to this mentor friend of mine. He was actually a coach for me for, for a little bit. And he asked me a question, and the question was this. He said, when is the last time you did something for the first time?
0: Ooh, Yeah, that gives you pause, right?
1: It does take pause. Because like I said, what I realized is that I had gotten complacent in success. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that, again, back to the parable of the boiling frog that I always, it was my company's namesake, that we all of a sudden just fall in love with the comfort of doing what we're doing and we're Mm -hmm. not reinventing ourselves. And so ask yourself at the end of the week, you know, did I do anything for the first time that was meaningful? And it challenges you.
0: I think I'm going to have to put that on the staff agenda. (laughs) That's really, exactly. that's, that's a good thing to ask yourself, though, yeah. because you do get complacent. I know, you know, you just go through the, the process every day of doing the things you have to do. And at the end of the day, sometimes it's like, I didn't get everything done. Did I really stretch myself? Right, right.
1: Yeah. Well the other thing too is when, when times are tough and even when times are good we as leaders like to bury ourselves in our work we're happy doing what we're doing mm-hmm. and making sure things are but we have to pull ourselves out of that that muck sometimes and ask <laughs> ourselves you know are we reinventing ourselves as leaders right. yeah
0: good tip how do great leaders avoid getting stuck in a rut and how do they stay fresh
1: yeah I think um, one of the things that um, I've always said and and my, my boys, if they listen to this they, they can finish this sentence, <laughs> but I always say readers are leaders mm-hmm. and um, I have seen more career uh, more careers go from ashes to rock star status, if you will, by people that decided to pick up a book and learn something around um, leadership or something around sales, sure something uh-huh. around negotiation or ha- having difficult conversations, and they acquire knowledge that is going to help make their people better or Mm -hmm. their organization better. Yeah. But what it does is it gives them a broader perspective and allows them, reading what it allows them to do is help them to see around corners or see patterns that other leaders don't. Mm -hmm. So I've always said that the worst time to find out your best employee is unhappy is the day they resign. Right. It's too late, isn't it? And even if they stay, they're usually never the same. Sure. And so by having a reading plan where you're acquiring information gives you a broad perspective and allows you to start to say, hey, something's wrong, something's different in the culture, or you're gaining different perspectives. So I always tell audiences when I speak mm-hmm. at keynotes, I say, you, you'll never stay stuck in your comfort zone if your mind is moving forward.
0: Okay, so other than Walk the Sales Plank, a really good book everybody should read. Give me two other books that people should should have their teams read.
1: Well, uh, uh, it's interesting that you ask, because I get asked that a lot in terms of leadership. And and, um, there's a a little bit of a difference between leadership and management. Mm -hmm. I I can explain that here in a little bit. But um, uh, there's a couple of them that I really like if you're talking about leadership as a whole. Mm -hmm. I like uh, willpower doesn't work. It's one that's really designed to build a culture around you that's very intentional and very deliberate. I think some of the best reading out there is some of the old management books. Mm-hmm. You know, and you can even go back, and people will yawn when I say this, but even go <laughs> back to, like, the uh, Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of yeah. Highly Effective People. Yep. Uh, you can find some about dealing with co- uh, uh, difficult conversations. There's mm-hmm. a good book out there, uh, Culture Code by Dan Coyne. It's a little bit of a drier read, but got some really great information. Cool. So I'm really big into culture from that standpoint okay. and developing that, yeah.
0: Super. Is there a difference between leadership and management?
1: Yeah, in fact, kind of tying on what you had just asked me, uh, Mm -hmm. here's here's why I struggle a lot of times with leadership books is leadership uh, books are really kind of the painted beauty of management. So what I always tell people when I'm doing speaking and keynotes is that if you want to be a great leader, be a great manager first. Okay. But it's not... It's not as flashy, is it? Right. It's kind (laughs) of cool to say, hey, I'm a leadership coach. But if I said I was a management consultant, it would be like a yawn. Right. (laughs) Or That's the 80s. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, all great leadership follows great management. So when you're reading, as I mentioned in the last question you asked me, and you're learning management skills, it actually makes you a better Mm -hmm. leader. So when I'm acquiring skills that help me to give a difficult conversation to somebody Mm -hmm. or to be able to identify that something's wrong in somebody's life a team member and I'm doing something to make a difference or be able to lead organizational change and create buy-in and I'm Mm -hmm. acquiring those management type skills I'm leading I like it and the leading always follows but we fall in love with leadership books but when's the last time someone said I'm going to go get a management book (laughs) right but the reality is, the fundamental basics sure. of leadership are built in that, and then you can soar to h- the highest levels. That makes sense. Yeah.
0: How do great leaders continue to push themselves so that they don't become complacent?
1: Yeah, there's there's lots of ways. You know, because we we talked about being lonely at top. The one the one that I share to to groups when I'm speaking to is. What you really need to uh, have as a personal board of advisors around Mm -hmm. you, people that are designed in your life to push you either to acquire a better skill or just to push you to performance. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, Sal, you think about runners. And and, and there's some people will get this. And if you're not a runner, you know that when people run like mid-level race or Mm -hmm. mid-distance races, they'll have things like people in there called pacers. And the pacers are designed really to obviously set the pace.
0: I know about this because I've seen it on TV. Have you? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Not in real life obviously. So you're saying you don't know you don't have racing. Okay.
1: But it's a fantastic picture because what they're designed yeah. to do is to keep that pace and yep. your job is just to follow along mm-hmm. so that you can achieve the goal. And so the question I'll ask audiences a lot of times is who are the pacers yeah. in your life?
0: That makes sense.
1: And to sit down, Sally, like I said I always say at the end of the work week, and to sit down and go, who are the people in my life that are really designed to push me mm-hmm. either to a p- specific skill right. or to push me to higher performance? Because we know, we know that leadership, when you get a new leadership position, you know, your learning curve is a steep upward angle. Right, right. But then over time, complacency or whatever starts to shallow that out. Mm-hmm. A personal board of advisors is designed to keep that, keep that incline at a high level. So
0: That's great information. I think everybody needs some pacers in their life. How do leaders make great decisions for themselves, for their organizations, and their people, their team?
1: It's a it's a it's a challenge, but it ties back to one of the first questions you asked me about courage, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to make a decision that you're not afraid of that, uh, the the mistakes, and that's what opened. Did up it your yesterday? Courage. Yeah, well, open <laughs> your creativity. There's a there. I, I just read uh, Harvard Business Review just had a study uh, not too long ago. We make thirty-two thousand decisions a day, and of course, some of that could be what cereal. Brushing your eat teeth or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you saying something? No. <laughs> and uh, and but but the, there's power in understanding that the quality of the decisions you make, if you try to improve those, make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. And um, there's been some studies out there. It's kind of around the idea of choice blindness, and what the idea is, Sally, is that we actually most in most cases make up our mind. And then we can cite anything out there, an article, a newspaper, or something that mm-hmm. we've read to justify why our decision is right. I mean, you've sat with people, haven't you? And you've got, you have got—you get that person that you've talked about politics or maybe religion, and they've got their mind just made up, right? Oh,
0: like all the people on Facebook that think that they, they can post and That's change right. your mind, yeah, right? Yeah, change your mind. but <laughs> but,
1: the, but they can cite yep. any article or yep. anything possible right. to justify why their decision – What I always tell leaders in coaching is that is a poor way to make a decision. Sure. And what you'll find is that the more educated you are on a particular topic, the more apt you are to see incongruencies. And you'll be able to see through all the noise and Mm -hmm. be able to make better decisions. That makes sense. So it kind of ties back to the reading and learning, always acquiring knowledge that will make better decisions. Powerful leadership.
0: Very smart. Yeah. So as a leader, I mean, you've done lots of things. What are some of your proudest moments as a leader?
1: Well, I think um, it's easy to look at accomplishment. I don't really look at awards, but I think any any award that I ever got or recognition I got that was given by my team mm-hmm. was probably the one that either would bring tears to my eyes or sure. meant the most, and I still have them you know, mm-hmm. on my mantle, if you will. <laughs> Um, the the thing that I'm really the most proud of in all the years that, that I led organizations wasn't the success of the organization. It was the success of the people. Mm -hmm. And I think it was over a five or six year period. I had 65 position promotions underneath
0: me. People that were
1: moving into different roles. That says a lot. It, It does. And in fact, um, uh, it's, it's hard to say I'm proud of this, but, uh, in that in a period of time i had four bankers become either vice presidents or bank presidents at another bank wow. so i was able to promote them up mm-hmm. i was sad to see them leave but i was proud of what they accomplished and i think those are the things that i'll always look back on and i'll be the most proudest of
0: it's probably a really good way to end our segment here because i mean what what can you do to top that yeah. you know when you're taking care of your team so as people yeah Thank you, Larry, for coming in today and joining us on the Inside Business Podcast. You can find all of our episodes on the Inside Business Podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your own favorite podcast website. You can also find them online at mesachamber.org.